about three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lemma sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Over the past approximately 2,000 years of the church, the question has come about what's happening here with Jesus hanging on the cross, suspended between heaven and earth, and him crying out with a loud voice to his father, why have you forsaken me? Some of the earliest parts of the church believed that what was happening here was some part of Jesus had left him, and it was just Jesus the man hanging behind on the cross. I don't buy that for a second. And a lot of the early church fathers didn't buy that either. Um, and so what we're left here is a Christ, the Jesus, who is fully human and is fully man and is fully God, hanging on the cross in the depths of his sorrow, his grief, and his anguish, and even his anger, crying out to the God that not too long before he had asked to take the cup away from him. We've all been here. We've all been Jesus hanging on the cross. At some point in our lives, we've been that person who has looked around and has felt like they were completely and utterly alone. That they had no one to turn to, no one to lean on, no one that they could count on to pull them out of a situation. What's remarkable about this moment in this part of Jesus' life is that we realize that this is God hanging on the cross and sharing this moment of grief and anguish and what must have been excruciating pain as a member of humanity. So where's the hope in all of this? How do we look at this piece of scripture and say to ourselves, how is this valuable to me? It's in those moments when we ourselves are hanging on our cross, suspended somewhere between heaven and earth, and we feel like that everyone, including God, has abandoned us. It's in this story where we realize that God himself has stepped into that suffering, where God has been witness to this pain and that we realize that one of the most amazing things about the life of Jesus and one of the most mysterious things about God is that God would choose to take on a form that would allow him to suffer. The same group of people who said that um, that Jesus was just a spirit that had inhabited the body of, of 
of some Palestinian Jew also said that, that God wouldn't suffer. But again, I don't buy that for a minute. God came and took the form of a human being through the mystery of the incarnation, came and lived among us, and now we have a God that we can look at, and we have a God that we can say, our God knows our pain. Our God knows our suffering. And after this moment, and the moment when Jesus dies and is laid in the tomb, and then three days later rises again and is healed from everything that he suffered on the cross, it is in that moment in the point of resurrection that we can look at our own pain and say, I too have hope of an Easter Sunday. I too have hope that my pain will one day be healed and that the God has suffered, the God that suffered like I am suffering now will make right my suffering and that I too will be released and that I too will be healed from this moment of anguish and of pain and of lowliness. We don't worship a disconnected God. We worship a God that has walked where we walk. And it is because he has shared that path with us that we can be, that we can live in the hope that we can cast all our cares on him and that we're not just talking to somebody who is disconnected from the pain.